Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast with your host, Charles. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to episode five of Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm your host, the Crypto Guy, and today we're sitting down with content creator and writer Alex, aka Crypto Slothy. So Alex, why don't you give us a little bit of background on what you were doing before crypto and then kind of how you got into the crypto scene? Uh, depending on how far you sort of want to go back, I briefly discuss what I did at university. I studied music technology um, and shortly after university, I had some sort of admin jobs, you know, data entry, things like that, while I was trying to get a place in the music industry. Um, so that was where my initial passion lied, but unfortunately... Um, it didn't really pan out. There are quite minimal places uh, in the music industry and a lot of people that have degrees in that. So um, I decided to move to London into advertising. So I went on a grad scheme and I started to work for uh, Group M, which is the world's biggest media agency. So that was an excellent foot in the door uh, in the advertising world. And then I moved to another agency and I'm not going to say what they are because I want to, I haven't fully doxxed yet and I want to maintain, you know, a level of anonymity. So, you know, if you're writing like me, um, you need to be on Medium, you need to be on, maybe try and get on Coindesk or CCN or one of those big news sites. You're going to have to have some proper details about yourself out there. Um, that's just, that's just the way it works. I think it's not to say that a bad thing to remain anonymous at all, but Exposure wise, especially for writing, it makes sense to the publishing platforms as possible. So in that respect, I'm sort of slowly eking out details about myself, opportunities, basically. So back into kind of your backstory, you move from one agency to the next and you're kind of keeping that under wraps for now. Yes, the last two companies I worked for, I won't say the names, but one is a very well-known camera company company um social media company and the company i'm currently at is huge for online streaming uh, esports and that sort of thing so you know you could probably have a bit of an idea but i'm not gonna fully uh, release those details but yeah no it's um it's been quite a journey uh, until i found crypto around 18 months ago now i think maybe a bit more 18 months nice so been in it for a little while what kind of drew you towards it? I mean, I was aware of Bitcoin um, in the in the background of, uh, you know, I, I knew what it was and I'd heard about it in the past. I, I didn't know too much about it. Um, so how I fell into it was I joined a company who offered uh, stocks as an incentive to join, uh, which would sort of vest over one, two, three, four years. Uh, and stocks was something that I'd never had, had the opportunity to, to own or earn. So I started learning... Basically, I had to learn what vested stocks meant and how I retrieved those when they vested and, and all that sort of thing. So I felt it would be a good idea to learn a bit about those, which got me interested in learning how to buy stocks, uh, other stocks that weren't necessarily the companies that I own, that we're working for. So I ended up downloading an app called Bucks. I'm not sure if this is like a global thing. It's B-U-X. Bucks. Um, is, mm. is that something you've heard of? No, it's not. Give me the like kind of details on it. We might have something similar. 
Um, so it's basic. So it's really um, sort of like childish UI in a way, in the sense that basically you log on, it's got um, bright colors, pretty pictures, and you pick a, a Bitcoin was on there, you pick a stock, whatever it might be. Uh, there's literally two buttons and has a down arrow. And then you can add leverage and it just market buys at a specific point in time. So that's when I first started, you know, actually looking into Bitcoin. And, and to be honest, it's it's quite a vague memory. I, I don't think anyone necessarily remembers exactly like how they got into crypto Twitter and Discord, all that sort of thing. Because Discord I'd never heard of before. Uh, no, same. Crypto. Exactly. I, I know a lot of my gamer buddies are super big on it, but uh, I had never heard of it because I don't game too much. Yeah, exactly. But, I think it's not, it's not something unless you're a gamer or obviously into crypto. It, it literally seems like it's those two things, which is... Yeah, exactly. Kind of yeah, so I um, you know, started looking into Bitcoin and the other project. I mean, Bitcoin for me was obviously very, very interesting in the movement of Bitcoin. Um, but I started looking at other coins and I didn't realize there were so many variations at the time. You know, privacy coins I was looking into. I owned some Verge at the time and I started getting into Shout that. Shout out Pornhub. Shout out to Pornhub. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, I mean, I do have a story about Verge, which I might tell you at some point. It's a, it's a, bit, it's a bit of a sad one. Um, oh, no. Uh, actually, no, actually, you know, I'll tell you now because I think it kind of shapes this entire conversation, this entire sort of podcast. All of my... I, my savings, uh, all the money that I had to be able to put into crypto, I decided to put into Verge, right? This was before Wraith. Do you remember, do you remember Wraith protocol? Yeah, yeah. So before the huge run up. Um, I was convinced, man. I was in the, I was in the Reddit. Uh, I was active on, in all the places on the Telegram and everything. I thought Verge, I thought this sounds great. At the time with, with the Wraith protocol thing, it was sort of offering something different from other coins. Um, I think Monero wasn't as far ahead at that point so i was like yeah i'm, I'm gonna stick with this i'm gonna stick with this i held it you know until about november time uh and then loads of fudge came out around uh justin the guy who runs verge and the fact that he'd been to prison like four times and so i just sold everything i had and moved into other coins like arc and sort of split the money i had so i a month later i must have been less than a month later verge had its run bitcoin had its run and I think uh, I had about £2,000 invested into Verge. And the potential there was to turn that into about £150,000. I mean, obviously, I, that's assuming you sell near the top and all that sort of thing. So you've got to take things into perspective. But I, the point is, I had my initial decision. I'd done my research. I was happy with everything. And then I succumbed to the FUD and the coordinated attacks. And that turned me off of it. And then that whole opportunity to make a life-changing sum of money, a sum of money that I never would have ever dreamed of having or never have had before, I missed out on that because I listened to these people. But that missed opportunity has sort of spurred me on for this entire year that I've decided that I'm never going to have anything like that happen to me again. I'm not going to you know, miss out on these opportunities. So that's been my drive for this entire year. Everything I've done this year has been learning as much as I can about market cycles, about fundamentals about trading and so that doesn't happen again so yeah there, there's my sub story about verge i think everyone's got one with a coin tron um, is my example i i did exactly what you said where i i threw it in at three cents I pulled it out at six i was <clears throat> beyond stoked with my 2x and then i watched it go from six cents to like 23 cents or something like that and looking back at it i always just tell myself hey you got that 2x 
but there's so much missed potential back then because you know things were just so wild you know coins were doing 10x in a day oh, I, totally I, mean, agree. I don't think we can beat ourselves up on it about it but uh it it definitely was a lesson learned and i think you've kind of taken away from it you know the most that you can is that you know you really want to be on the forefront of this movement and you don't want to miss opportunities so you really need to put in the time and the work and you know a lot of people have been doing that over this last year um so that's kind of a great segment into what I wanted to talk about next. And, you know, what what have you been working on specifically over the last year? Kind of plug yourself. I know you write. Tell us a little bit more about that. Of course. So so like I was saying, um, missed opportunities is something that I think we've always experienced. And it's not just missed opportunities. It's missed opportunities through lack of knowledge, um, being told the wrong thing by the wrong person, trusting, trusting that that is accurate. So I think one of the major problems... Uh, in this space because it's a new space it's a new industry uh, it's just finding his feet really there's it's hard to find really good educational content because um, I think if you're just entering the space it's easy to get misled for one um, if you don't know the concept of what a shield is you will succumb to that without you know necess not necessarily knowing what a good entry is and it all goes around in a circle like that so the last few months um I've really been quite switched on with crypto. I've decided to really ramp it up. So I have my site, alexlibertas.com, um, and it's essentially going to be in, it's a community site for the community. It's for let me, education. Let me, let me stop you really quick, sorry. Um, just for anyone who's listening who's not on Twitter or who hasn't connected with you on Twitter, can you just give them the spelling of your first and last name so, so they can check uh, that site out? Yeah, of course, it's Alex. Libertas, that's A-L-E-X-E-R-T-A-S dot com. So it's going to be an educational site. Uh, so far, I've written four articles, um, and they cover things like influencer marketing, uh, doxing, how, how to remain safe in the space from hacking, um, cover things like paid groups, and what makes a good community for a cryptocurrency or a project. So these are all things that, you know, they're quite niche. They're things that we need to be thinking about that aren't necessarily spoken about too often. Specifics of a coin, for example, if it's got a weak community and the team don't communicate that well, um, they don't address FUD, they don't address issues, it's going to struggle. It's going to massively struggle. So these are essentially guides that I've been making with interviews from big influencers and projects. Um, and on a mini series, which I'm calling 2019, a look at the year ahead. So this is going to feature 10 different projects, 10 different interviews talking about background about themselves, how they got into crypto, um, their achievements in 2018 and what what's to be expected from them in 2019. So I think this should be a really good sort of exposure for different coins to get their uh, word out. And, you know, hopefully I've got a good platform for them to do that. Um, but I'm also going to spend a lot of time I'm currently writing a guide for uh, video content. So I want to talk about the basics of TA and fundamentals. But, you know, fundamentals, again, that people don't necessarily discuss, such as the most efficient way to use coin market cap. You know, there are little tips and tricks in there that you might not necessarily know. Um, tools like coin market calendar that are always good at your disposal, um, sort of things like that. So it's going to be like an educational site for the community. Let me just recover some things. The docu-series, is that going to be found on your website as well? 
Yeah, of course. So everything I will be doing from now on will be on my website. Okay, perfect. Uh, sorry about that. So this is going to be my hub. Um, no, it's, and the it's I- all good. Any any other sites that you're going to be blasting out on? I know a lot of people are big on YouTube. Are you going to kind of cover all of your social media or what, what's your plan with that? My website will be my hub where I own and control of my own content and still run a YouTube channel, still release articles on Medium, you know, still post a lot on Twitter and stuff. So the idea is to drive everyone to my site so they have all this educational content in one place and they can sort of scroll through and see what's on there, what's on offer. You have to be on a lot of different sites. It's one of the keys to growing your brand. Uh, you have to have a YouTube account. You have to have a Medium account, especially if you're if you're writing. You need to be on as much publications as possible. But I'll always be sort of promoting my site and trying to get people to go there because that's where, you know, I want to have the hub of the content. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, that's fully in your control. So I think that for a lot of people who are setting up their website, I think that should be a main goal of theirs is to really drive traffic to their site. Um, and I think that's something that not everybody understands. You know, they're they're on YouTube. They're on Twitter. They don't really have this centralized place where they can kind of bring all of their information that they put out, um, you know, in one spot. So I really like where you're going with that. Of course. And as well, uh, like I was saying before about the different communities. So there's a bunch of sort of YouTubers that I've never heard of. Uh, when I go on YouTube, I've never seen them on Twitter. I've never seen them mentioned that there are whole different communities in these different places. So the idea is you go to each and you know if you can take a small percentage of those different communities you can hopefully get them to follow your other social media accounts but like you say in this case drive them to your site because that's where everything links to if you're if you have your own site and you're constantly producing your own content um and you're updating it regularly chances are the seo points will increase with google and you'll get when people search for crypto your site will be further up that chain because you're producing your own content on a consistent basis um so that's another reason for having your own site as opposed to something like Medium. Definitely. It's such a double-edged sword, though, because, you know, with Mediums, uh, there's such a huge community and putting an article out on there, you know, it just blasts it out to so many people have access to it. Whereas when you're first starting out on your site, you don't really have that community built around your site. You don't have those viewers who are coming back consistently. So it's tough. I mean, what what do you recommend? You know, it kind of sounds like you've obviously started on Medium. And then you're now moving to your site. How how has that process been? So what I recommend is uh, don't be shy. Don't be scared to network. Um, don't be scared to approach people or message people. So I'm now writing for uh, a walkway magazine, which is uh, so a publication on Medium, which has about 1,400 followers. Um, they actually approached me um, initially. So that is the other way around. But I also have been accepted to write on Hacker Noon. So Hacker Noon are huge um, on Medium, all things tech. I went on their site, um, you know, get, got an email address, wrote down a lot about myself, sent them an email, sent all the information. I'd say don't be scared to do that. Don't be scared to reach out, especially to people on Twitter as well. So the, the pleasant thing you'll find about Twitter is that people are very happy to help, which I was quite surprised about. So, you know, I've interviewed quite a lot of influencers um, a lot of a lot of the top accounts with anywhere between you know fifteen twenty thousand to a hundred hundred thousand, and they're more than willing to help and they're happy to help. Um, so don't be scared to reach out to people. Don't be scared to just and and also what's the harm in trying at the end of the day? 
I was just um, going to say, you know, even if you don't get a message back, what what's it to you? Exactly, exactly. It makes no difference. Like I've spoke to a couple of friends of mine who are interested in doing what I'm doing, but have said stuff like, you know, I have a bit of social anxiety. I'm a bit worried that people will get annoyed if I post too much on Twitter, things like that. So my advice is just just do what you want, basically. Don't be scared. Get in the mix. Um You'd be surprised at how help how happy people are to help. So every project I've asked for this mini series to have an interview, they've been more than happy. They've been more than welcoming. Yeah, I think I think it's a kind of two way street where you're you're reaching out to them so that you can get some help writing an article. And then on their end, they're seeing it as kind of a way to promote their project. So don't ever think of it, you know, a lot of times people think, oh, well, I'm bothering them, but in reality, you kind of are both helping each other out. And that's something that a lot of people, I think, need to realize. Absolutely. I totally agree. It, it's, a, it's a win-win situation for both parties, essentially. If you're trying to grow as a writer or grow your own brand or, or, or content or whatever it might be, um, you, you need to get big names, uh, big projects, big influencers. So for them, it's more exposure, like you say. So kind of as a recap, you, you've got this docuseries, you've got articles that you're putting out for, you know, different news outlets. What are you most excited for in 2019? From talking with you, I'm, I'm most excited about your, you know, kind of docuseries that you've got going on. But why don't you tell me what you're most fired up about um, for in 2019? Of course. I mean, yeah, like you say, first and foremost, it's about the site. It's about the docuseries. It's about having and owning my own content and seeing how that website grows. Um, it's about, it's a site by the community for the community, essentially. And I'm already in touch with other writers uh, who have been speaking to me about, you know, how I conduct my interviews and how I network. And I've said to them, you know, if you want to upload your content on my platform, that's absolutely fine. Um, it's it's for the community after all. So I have the potential there to get writers other than myself, which should also, you know, reach more people and gather more engagement. So yeah. There I mean, we go, really guys. Like you hear that? You know, if you're if you're trying to break into the industry, looking for some exposure, reach out. And I don't think that would bother him in the slightest. Not at all. Not one bit. Yeah, ex- exactly. Um, this is all, as I say, it's by the community for the community. So more than happy to reach out to me. Um, um, don't be scared to get your content out there. Don't be scared to approach people with your articles. You know, what's the worst that could happen at the end of the day? Nothing. If they don't like it, they don't like it. And then you just move on to the next person, you know, but I guarantee they won't, they won't say that. So yeah, if you want to reach out, reach out to me, I'm more than happy. Uh, all the details should be available after this podcast so there we go perfect so i know you've dropped gem after gem on what writers can do if they're trying to kind of break into this industry but if you were starting over square one you know you've got close to four thousand followers on twitter if that dropped down to zero and you were trying to get back into it what what would be you know some of the first things that you would do so we can look at this uh, in a couple of ways because there's a first thing you can do uh as a writer and there's a first thing you can do on Twitter, for example, because you have to have a platform in order to deliver your content for people to see it. So um, from a Twitter perspective, I think it's all about posting. It's all about posting consistently, uh, posting informative articles, videos, information, uh, things that people can learn. People appreciate that sort of thing. Because um, 
without the platform, uh, you, you won't have anywhere to show your content and get people to read it. So you should be constantly focusing on building a Twitter account, for example. So when it gets big enough, you can showcase your articles to as many people as you can. Uh, as a writer, write about what you feel comfortable writing about. Uh, if you're not too in the nitty gritty of the technology, which can get quite confusing at times, I think it'd be pretty obvious if you, to the reader, if you don't really know what you're talking about. So write about what you know. I think that's very important and write about what you're passionate about. Otherwise in your articles and you know, the reader will be able to tell that. So consistency of posting is very important. Make sure you have a lot of content, make sure you keep writing content. So for example, uh, with my website and the docu-series, the reason why I've decided to do 10 projects is because uh, once I build the site, I want to be able to sort of stagger the posts as it were. So get to read one review or interview every three or four days, which means that project specifically, you get them as much exposure as possible. Uh, if they've liked the article and the, and the format and the layout, then they'll look forward to the next one and it will become psychologically, it will become uh, something that people are expecting every, every three or four days. So staggering your content is also important. Um, and it also maintains interest in you as a writer and your site that you're trying to build. So I think that's very important. Always, always have enough content. Right on. So, you know, just as a recap, you know, hop on Twitter, hop on YouTube, hop on Discord, Telegram, get on, get on the social media sites. You know, you need a platform. You need to be involved with the community. You want to really build that up, really building that content up and, you know, building a viewership slowly and consistently. And then, you know, lastly, write or talk about or, you know, produce content that you're passionate about. If you're not gung ho about crypto, but you want to kind of jump into the industry because, you know, you see that it's growing, uh, you're probably not going to make it. You really do need to be passionate about what kind of content you are producing. I totally agree. Um, and, and that will definitely, definitely show in your work and people will absolutely recognize that as well. And just to, just to let you touched on there, um, it can be times where you come up to a bit of a brick wall. Uh, as a writer, you know, obviously you've got a writer's block for ideas, but do a quote from uh, George St. Pierre, who is a UFC fighter. And he talks about, um, he's talking about the gym here, but this I think this can be applied to anything in life, especially when you're starting a project or you start in your own business or you start in an article and you sort of hit a brick wall uh, and you feel like it's not going anywhere. So the quote is the days when you feel like going, you get better on the days when you don't want to go, but you go anyway. If you can overcome the negative energy coming from your tired body or unmotivated mind, you will grow better and become better. It won't be the best workout you have. You won't accomplish as much as what you usually do when you actually feel good, but that doesn't matter. Growth is a long-term game and the crappy days are more important. So, you know, just keep chugging along, keep going through. If you're having a bit of a, a, bit of a crappy day, uh, you, you only come out with one or two paragraphs, at least you've come out with something. You haven't given up. You've, you've got two paragraphs at the end of the day. Sleep on it, come back the next day, read what you've done and go again. Yeah, I mean, we, we've all had them. Have a rough day. You don't want to sit down and put the work in. People, you know, are working on top of crypto. Um, kind of putting their side projects together and you're going to have those bad days. But what separates people who are going to be successful in this space versus people who are just going to burn out and fade away is that you really got to put in the time and the effort, even when you're not feeling like it. All right. Well, thanks, Alex, for sitting down and talking to us. 
for everyone listening. I know we talked about you know, all the ways you can get in touch with Alex, but um, if you want a comprehensive list, his YouTube, his Twitter, his a link to his Medium articles, and his website are all going to be in the description. So check those out. And again, feel free to reach out. Alex has been very open to this. Um, you know, if you want to get in contact with him, if you're trying to break into the writing scene of crypto, please feel free to reach out. Absolutely. Don't don't be scared about reaching out to me. I'm more than willing to help anybody that sends me a DM. So thank you very much for having me. I've had a great time. Right on. Sam, Alex, man, you have a good one. All right, guys, that wraps up another episode. And I just want to take a quick second to ask you a huge favor. If you found anything in the episode helpful or it's been inspiring to you in any way, I just ask that you share it with your friends, family, anyone you know on social media, um, and hopefully we can help them out as well. Have a good one.